0: And now, here's the latest Team Building
1: Podcast.
0: Hey everybody, this is Jeff Cohn with another episode of the Team Building Podcast where we interview top team leaders and brokers from across the country to help scale your real estate business. Today, I have a very special guest, Ryan O'Neill. Ryan is out of the Minnesota real estate team at REMAX Advantage Plus, which was founded in 2005. His team continues to be the number one selling real estate team in Minnesota across all brokerages and every year from 2006 to today, they've been in that number one spot. Last year in 2018, they closed over 1,750 sides and $477 million in sales. Every year from 2013 through 2018, the team finished as the number one RE-MAX team in the United States and world in closed transactions. So, he is kind of a big deal, and we are very grateful to have him on our podcast today. Ryan, say hello to all of our listeners.
1: Jeff, it's a pleasure. Excited to be with you. Love your podcast. You produce great content, uh, great stuff uh, for agents, teams, brokers across the country. Really just an honor honor to be with you today.
0: Well, I really appreciate that, Ryan. We're going to definitely take advantage of the content you have to share with us. And I know we keep these short so that our listeners actually listen to the entire episode. I'd like to try to keep this under 20 minutes, which I think is going to be pretty hard for you and I. But I'm so excited to hear about your your growth and the experience you've had building out your team. I think we said since 2005. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, since 2000, started in 2005. And talking about keeping it short, my dad used to say, be brief, be blunt, and be gone. (laughs)
0: Ooh, I like it. Your dad is a wise man, or is a wise man. Indeed. Indeed. So Ryan, let's go with mindset as the first question. So a lot of our listeners are aspiring team leaders. They might be an individual agent with an admin. Maybe they have a small team of two or three. We were talking off, off camera, and you said you have a team of over 150 agents. But I'm sure the Ryan of 2005... Didn't think, one day I'm going to have 150 agents be the number one team at REMAX in the entire country, doing 1,750 sites for almost a half a billion in volume. So what's wrong with you? <laughs> what you happened? Know, it's um, I, I would say for, for
1: you know, aspiring team leaders, current team leaders, bigger is not always better. In other words, um, I think you have to you have to look within as as a team leader, aspiring team leader, and determine really what you want to do, where you want to take things, and what your goal and motivation is. For me, you know, in 2005, and I actively sold for a long time. I mean, I from you know, 2003 to 2011, I was working directly with buyers, sellers, investors. And for me over time, it was about connecting with finding other top agents in our market and really providing legitimate value for them to help them grow their business, to do more business, make more money, live the life, you know, that they wanted to live. And so over time, um, it's just been a um, kind of slow and steady wins the race. But, you know, as I look back over you know, 15 years. It's you know I've had the good fortune of meeting a lot of really good agents in the Twin Cities that mm-hmm. um, that could do anything. They could be their own agent, be their own broker, be their own team leader. Um, so a lot of it is, I would say, for for folks just looking within, determining what do you want
0: to do, and really what is your 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 goal of where you want to take them. So let's go back to the Ryan that was servicing. And I love hearing that because so often I'll see team leaders and brokers, owners, especially who've never sold, or they sold 10 houses and they don't right. know what it's like to be in the trenches. You were a soldier of real estate. You know what it's like. Uh, you know what it's like to know you have pending deals, but you've got nothing to show for today until those deals go, you know, close out. So what was the transition for you from a mindset standpoint that said, I want to build a team. What was yeah, the from purpose a- for you? Yeah. I mean, for me, it was more a question of time.
1: I think of as I started recruiting some agents and started working together on the team, I felt I was busy selling. And yet I was also um, working with team members to help them answer questions, files, um, business building things. And I felt like I wasn't doing both well. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was really a question of should I go left or should should I go right? And it was about what do I enjoy doing? And for me, it really is Uh, I certainly enjoyed being an agent and working with all types of clients, but I liked the uh, option of, of focusing all my time on the agents on the team really as my clients to
0: help them continue to grow their business. I love it. So you transitioned from traditional servicing agent to traditional servicing team lead where your entire focus then became the agents within your organization and the clients that they served. A lot of the people listening are in the process of doing the same or aspiring to do the same. If you looked back over this journey of, I think you said you launched the team in, was it 2005? Yeah, 2005. Say? So you look back over this, what is it? 18 year journey, you're, right? You're, or no, 13 year journey on your 14. What would you say are like the top, few pillars that you feel like helped support your continual growth. And I've always noticed good things grow and bad things don't. You grew yeah, because I, you had something of value to offer. What were those value adds?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think early on as, as a team leader or uh, wherever you may be at in your, your growth and career, really determining what's valuable to agents in your market. What is most important to people? You know, for me, what, what we've done a lot of is, is a lot of lead generation uh, strategies. So we do a, obviously a lot of lead generation, a lot of, a lot of training, meaningful training, not just, hey, we want to go send you to, to train, but actually
0: stuff that impacts people's business day to day. You know? were experienced with this because you actually did it. Right. Whereas there's right. people today that train on something that they never personally did right. And I think it's harder sometimes for agents to subscribe to different things if they feel like
1: that person hasn't actually done it. And so, you know, I'd say leads, training, support is really important, developing and structuring your organization so that you've got support that is, uh, again, helpful, yeah. that it is legitimate, that, it that, and, and really, you know, as I look back, it, it has been a ton of time and hard work. Anything as you've shown with your team, with your podcast, with with what you do with your life, anything meaningful requires just massive effort. And I think part of it is we're all, as agents, brokers, team leaders, we can be really hard on ourselves. Instead of saying, let's look at it day by day, let's try to move things forward uh, day by day, month by month, so I can look back in six months, a year, and feel like I'm actually making some meaningful progress Instead of running the 50-yard dash and saying, hey, I, I don't have eight closings at the end of my 50-yard dash, well, it, it, is, it is a slow and steady wins the sure. race. And the people that I've seen do really well with teams have, have that mentality as well, that they learn, grow, and that they're continually
0: trying to adapt. I love it. And I know for a lot of real estate agents and brokerages, the challenge for us is to feel like if our numbers aren't higher, our units, our gross and net profit, our volume, that that year wasn't a success. And to me, it's important to not just be successful in my business, but to more more important to be successful outside of my business. And so I score myself on how good of a father was I last year? How good of a husband was I last year? How good of a leader was I in my community? And, you know, for people that are so hard on themselves because their business might not get the results they want, look at the other areas, find the positives. And I teach my kids the same thing I teach my clients. And that is um, always strive, be grateful for what you have and always strive to have more and be better in every area of your life. So let's dissect some of these things. So everyone listening hears me constantly talk about culture, lead gen, lead conversion, accountability, systems, strategies, and everyone wants me to ask the questions they're sitting there thinking right now. So the first one's going to be on culture. What would you say are your top two or three strategies to help all of the people within the organization, 150 agents have a similar culture, a similar belief system, similar goals?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it begins with what what are you putting out to to people about um, what type of agent team um, company do you want to be? How do you want to be known in the market? Um, What... Um, you know, what's important to, to, in my, you know, in my case, what's important to, to me on how we treat our agents, um, fellow agents in the market, how we treat uh, consumers. So for me, you know what, Jeff, when I started in the business, it was all about value and how can, instead of advertising myself as an agent and saying, Hey, call me. What I really wanted to do was find where there was a need and how I could provide value to consumers. And I found that buyers and sellers didn't really care as much like, oh, hey, this is Ryan, or this is the Minnesota real estate team, we're gonna call you. But instead, we were filling a need for them as a consumer and buying or selling a home and because we were doing that, we, uh, we got the transaction. In other words, we became their agent. Sure. We built a relationship. And, you know, I, I think more than anything, and it's a very simple philosophy, but my, my business philosophy is really all about building relationships. And I think when, as, a, as an agent, when you focus on building relationships with, with your clients, good things happen over time. As a team leader, when you focus on building relationships with your agents, fellow agents, good things happen over time yep. and it's, it's not always, um, sexy or, 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 um, you know, the, the latest, greatest widget, but you know, in the twin cities here, we've got a pretty small market. So everybody knows everybody for the most part. And, mm-hmm. and what we have, you know, is, is our reputation and, and do you have goodwill with other agents? And that, so, you know, from yeah. my standpoint, It's all about building meaningful relationships and providing that value to an agent. I love it. Depending upon what's most important to him
0: or her. I love it. You said that perfectly, and I like that this started out by looking for the challenges or pain points of your of the consumer, your client, and then not just being the Ryan O'Neill show, but being the solution to their problem by creating value, which is now exactly how you're treating your agents. So share with our listeners maybe the top two or three pain points that you see across the board in the Twin Cities that your company is able to solve the problem with.
1: Yeah, I, I would say... Um...
0: You know, we're we're very
1: value based. um, Again, it's all about working with the client on his or her timeline, making the process fun, um, and doing our best to help them wherever they may be at in the buying Mm -hmm. or selling process. What's interesting, Jeff, is we'll, you know, and I'm sure it's the same for you and your team, we'll have clients that reached out to us a year ago, two years ago, six Mm -hmm. years ago that we've, you know, built a meaningful relationship with, kept in touch with. And when the time is right, we have, uh, you know, in some sense earned that business through the relationship building. And so I think we differentiate ourselves a lot in that manner, as well as, you know, similar to what you're doing with your podcast. You know, we do a couple weekly radio shows that are all about information. We don't go on air and say, Hey, we're the best. You need to call us. You know, we're, we're better than everyone else. It's providing good content. How can we help people be better informed buyers or sellers in our market? Is it, I think people like it.
0: They is really, it an actual radio show or is it, it more is. of like a podcast that you push out? So it is a radio. radio show. Every okay. Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. What's the station? Give uh, a quick it's, plug it's, for it's anyone in It's Twin the area. Cities News
1: Talk, a.m. 1130. And our show is called the Minnesota Real Estate Show. Okay. Every 10, 10 to 11, we go on there. We bring other partners on. We uh, other agents. Sometimes mm-hmm. we, we talk about the market. Just anything and everything related to Minnesota real estate. We want to have on the show.
0: Do you know other agents in other markets that are doing something similar using that same strategy? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, What's both, the typical both, cost for something like that, Ryan? Just for those listening, if they want. Yeah. To- I mean, it's radio can be
1: expensive. I mean, yeah. in our case, you know, it's it's generally you're paying per show,
0: but it can be you know, you know, in the ten thousand dollar plus. Uh, at your among- level, it makes sense. So for then anyone listening that's not at a place yet to start a radio show, video messaging is huge. People want to see you. They want to get to know you. They here's do the business- thing though, Jeff, no, Here, here's me. what I would say to your point
1: mm-hmm. is that what you can do is, is you can have other folks who are partners on your show that, that uh, perhaps you could, they could pay for some advertising on the show itself. So I've seen agents really at all levels. Um, that have done a nice job. There's a great guy. His name's Matt Wagner. Has a company oh, yeah, called Great. You know, Matt. Matt does a nice job helping people with this type of thing. And so I think you know, I, I think it's it's one of those things that um, don't be afraid to dream dream big. Give it a shot. Find some good partners and find ways to leverage your your collective. To, yep. you know together to help lenders everybody. and
0: vendors will help co-sponsor those episodes you bring them on have conversations around their expertise right home inspection home warranty totally totally uh, I mean, absolutely that's and that's
1: exactly what we do
0: yep another option too for anyone listening that's a less expensive bomb bomb is very inexpensive i think it's almost yeah. free shoot video have a list of people that you email that out to i use viral marketing Five hundred fifty bucks a month. I shoot two videos every month. Same mindset, you guys. Getting in front of people, building rapport with your clientele, and like you said, the word value. I can't, I say that word so many times, Ryan. I can't even tell you. So value, value, value. If it's not valuable, I ask myself with every email, every training, every team event: Is this valuable to the consumer, or is this valuable to the agent? And if it isn't, we don't do it. Switching. And you're, and you're, go ahead. What I would say in regards to
1: value is always try to look at it from the consumer's perspective what may seem like valuable to you is not always valuable to the consumer and to others. And so having a good, maybe a trusted business partner, spouse, family, someone who can help you and say, look, does this make sense? You know, do do you see value in something like this? Because I think when people find and really perceive genuine value, good things happen. And I think our team, you know, we're, we're, we're pretty low key in our market, you know, as far as um, you know, advertising, but but we really just try to fill a need to 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 get involved, mm-hmm. to get involved in a variety of ways: seminars, radio shows, all types mm-hmm. of things. But I think when people really genuinely feel the value, good things happen, transactions follow, and businesses are built.
0: Yep, I absolutely agree. One of the things I've noticed, Ryan, over time as I've interviewed these top agencies, consistency matters. And yeah. when it comes to radio, when it comes to bomb bomb, when it comes to blogs consistency is what's going to win the game because people will trust you. When you start out, people will say, oh, there's one or two episodes. We'll see if this continues. If you're five years down the road, 10 years down the road, you'll really start to get a following. And we've experienced the same thing with our podcast. It's like a hockey stick right now. Um, And I've been doing this for four years. I was looking yesterday. I have over a hundred episodes now. That's awesome. Yeah, And
1: and I couldn't agree more. I think whatever phase of the business that you're at, Don't be too hard on yourself. This is a a tough career, but it is is something that I would say that the people that are able to be consistent, that are able to put in the time and effort and really look back and say, you know what, give me six months, give me a year, give me two years. Because one of the core elements of success that I find, Jeff, are people that are able to, to put in a consistent daily effort, always. Succeed in this industry, I mean literally I can look at our team in a very small sense and I look at the people over time but 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 ultimately it comes back to your first question you asked me is 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 you know when you started you know what did you have in mind? I think when you look within when you determine what is your why and if you have a strong enough why that gets you out of bed that's going to allow you to consistently do something daily, you can look back in ten or fifteen years and you'll have you'll have success. But that you, you have to have that reason to get you out of bed and, and really determine what is it that, that's going to allow yeah. me to consistently work yeah. the business.
0: I loved on Gary Keller's book, Millionaire Real Estate Agent, on the cover, I have it right here behind me. It says, it's not about the money, it's about being the best that you can be. Yeah. And so I typically will see with people when they say, they'll say, I never knew I was going to get this big, but I knew I was going to keep pushing. And the results are, if you're consistent, even three hours a day, you can do huge things in real estate because the commissions are so big. And with technology versus 20 years ago, even five years ago, you can touch so many more people and have so much more reach. Which brings me to my next question, lead gen. So you have all these 150 agents. How many of those agents are you feeding? And of course, your training is teaching them to generate their own leads. But are, is your organization actually sending leads out and then charging referral fees? Yeah,
1: so, so we, do, we do generate a lot of different leads through probably 15, 20 different sources really all of the major ones that that your listeners are aware of. And, um, you know, the goal being my goal being is that I want our agent to build their personal business over time. Absolutely. So I'd say probably a third of our team really actively works takes any and all of those lead opportunities to try to build their business. Okay. Some of our, you know, some of our agents have enough of their own uh, transactions going on that they don't take as many sort of team-generated leads. And so What's forth.
0: the expectation for those agents? So you've got about 40 agents taking internet leads, call it your E-team, which yeah. I see a lot of brokerages doing this. What's the expectation to anyone that was is willing to take one of those leads? Do they have to have a certain conversion percentage over a 12-month period to be allowed to take leads in the future? You said yeah, it. so
1: I'm I, I'm kind of a
0: glasses half full,
1: believe in the better nature of humanity uh, type of person, and so we have a lot of best practices, scripts, um, weekly training, but ultimately I, I, I let our agents uh, have the authority to do their best based upon all, all of what we encourage, like you know right. calling a certain number of times, texting a certain, you know, right. all of these best practices. But I don't, um, I don't have a really high level of accountability or kind of a, a heavy stick, if you will, okay. that if someone doesn't perform, um, you know, that they're cut off or, sure. or that type of thing, it, do you, you know, know your
0: lead conversion,
1: um, do a, yeah. So from a lead conversion standpoint with each of the different sources, we've got, you know, we've got a, um, a very good idea. It, it should be, um, I, I wish it was higher. You know, we're seeing with a lot of our leads, uh, both Internet, Facebook, uh, longer time frames for mm-hmm. conversion, mm-hmm. which, of course, is frustrating to the, to the agent population. But I think it's coming back to the point of relationship building and those that really do a nice job of, of physically meeting the lead in person. First of all, that's the most important, in my opinion getting a meeting, physically meeting them, Agreed. and then working with them on their timeline. Those are the agents that are converting at a high level versus those that are so sure. technology-based that, that they struggle meeting people. They struggle struggle getting out and talking. Sure.
0: Would, would you say the internet lead you're generating to your team is more to create value for the agent within the organization and help them fail forward, trying to convert an internet lead so that they're stronger when it comes to their own lead gen efforts through outbound prospecting and engaging with their sphere of influence? Yes.
1: Yeah. I'd say it's a lot of that. I mean, yeah. certainly I want to convert enough at some point to, to pay for it. And then some, and, and right. it does, but ultimately for me, I, I am, you know, I want our agent to to do their best, and and if and if they take, get a lead from us and you know what, they strike out, that's all right. You know what, let's get back up to the plate, let's try it again, let's, you know, because it, we all have to learn somehow. And yeah. I think are, that's part of my job.
0: Are you using any virtual assistants or internal sales agents for your lead conversion and or lead gen efforts?
1: You know, we, we don't. We don't use any internal ISAs. Um, certainly know all the kind of pros and cons of both. But my philosophy always has been as we pass the lead directly to the agent, we let them follow up. We let them use our team's best practices and scripts. And, and um, over time, you know, some do great, some yeah. not quite as well. But that's where I try to step into yeah. to help analyze and
0: help them move forward. Love it. We do the same. Um, I know a lot of teams nationwide. That's the number one complaint. My agents won't call the leads. The leads are bad, which reminds right. me of that Alec Baldwin skit. The leads are bad. You're bad. <laughs> the truth is you need to understand what an internet lead is. So everyone listening that hasn't heard me say this recently, the industry average for a lead converted from the internet is half of 1%. And that's across yeah. the country. My team averages 2% and we're giving our agents too many leads. If you give your agents around 25 to 30 leads a month that are internet leads, non-scrubbed, they should convert at about a 3% conversion ratio. And that's if they're working them consistently over long periods of time. We found our average lead that converts incubates in our Boomtown system for about six months. And so if our agent hasn't stayed in touch with them for eight months, they won't see a closing from that lead. It's just that consistency game.
1: Right, right, and that's hard. I mean, we're in an industry that's commission-based, that is, you know, it takes time. And I think the agents that can be a little bit more patient themselves,
0: give it some time, consistency of time, effort, attitude um, leads to good things. Love it. One of the things I teach oftentimes is that one of the big misconceptions in the industry is that agents on average, I think, will spend 80% of their time trying to convert the internet lead and only 20% of their time trying to convert their sphere lead or the prospecting lead they got off an open house or whatever the case might be. My argument is that I think the same lead conversion strategies you implement to convert internet leads should be implemented or deployed to convert leads from your sphere, to convert leads from your app on prospecting efforts. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I you know, I think it's a really good point. I see so many
1: um, new agents, um, teams focus so heavily on leads. And and what I'm seeing in the Twin Cities market is this business right now, I mean, we have such, I'm, like across the country, we have 8,000 homes on the market right now. Back in 2006, we had 36,000. So we've got less than a fourth of the inventory. And mm-hmm. I think more than ever, I'm seeing the business really go back to kind of a belly to belly type of um, relationship-based, door-knocking.
0: Let me um, say something real quick, Ryan, because it's hilarious. I just met with Gary Keller last Friday for five hours. Yeah. He had me come out to Austin and we talked about the future of the business. We agree. He agrees with us on this belly-to-belly concept, but you've got companies like Zillow with the iBuyer option and a lot of other companies. I don't want to go give them that time on our radio station here, but you, get, you have all these companies that are trying to remove the agent from the equation. Right. So Gary doesn't think it's possible. I don't think it's possible. What would you say? I, I I see the value of a really good agent
1: um, more important than ever. My job, Jeff, one of my jobs with our team is to deal with problems on transactions from contract to close. Last year in 2018, I dealt with more problems than ever before, and so what that tells me is for a consumer to have a really good agent to help them navigate the file from time of accepted purchase agreement till closing, in my opinion, is more important than ever before. And I think for consumers that they forget buying a house, is not like buying a TV. You can't go to the store, you give them 400 bucks, you buy the TV and it's done. We know that closings are delayed. Problems happen, title issues, low appraisals, all these things happen. And you need that human element, someone, an expert to help, the, the
0: consumer guy. Yep. guy now, I think it does come down to consumer goals. So if the consumer's goal is just to sell the property, I'm giving my agents and I buyer option. They can offer 30% below the CMA amount, the market value, and we'll, we'll buy the house today, which is right. what a lot of these other companies out there are doing. They're just offering a horrible offer, but to some people, that's what they want. But I agree with you. If they want to maximize profitability in the least amount of time with the least amount of energy, using a good real estate agent that offers value like your team and mine is the way that they're gonna to wanna to go. Let's end on systems and strategies. What would you say are two or three unique systems and or strategies that your organization is using? Are you using Dotloop for Teams or Boomtown for your CRM? What are some of those systems you have internally?
1: Yeah, You know what, um, system-wise, I, I would say I'm a really big believer in, and again, this is simple, this is really basic, but I find agents. Agents don't do it. I didn't do it for eight years. You know, put together your, your your gold list, your 250, 300, 200, 500 names, name, phone number, email, um, birthdays of those folks. Love it. And past clients. And, you know, we use a, a, a local company here called Thank the Client, to, which is an appreciation marketing uh, um, campaign that mm-hmm. sends out uh, a monthly. Um, you know, coupons, something of Still value touch. to a local establishment here. Yep. And, it, and as a way to stay in front of them, to thank them. People, everyone loves to be thanked, to be appreciated. And, and simply to keep in touch with them. Let them know what you do. I think we spend so much time trying to find business. Yeah. When When in reality, you know, those folks, your high school coaches, your high school teachers, your buddies you went to college with, you have to look at who you've had meaningful relationships with over your life yeah. and let, let them know what you do at the yeah. end of the day. You know, it's very simple. It's very basic, but I see our best agents, our, our highest income earners on the team. That's what they're doing. Um, you know, certainly we're doing all the lead generation, you know, all this other stuff to try to meaningfully, meaningfully meet people and build relationships. You know, from a system standpoint, we, we have, we work with Commissions, Inc., very mm-hmm. similar to, to, to the Boomtown mm-hmm. side, I know, um, as well. You know, I think, uh, I think technology is great. I think it's wonderful. Just don't forget the human element, you know. Absolutely. So are
0: you requiring, so we call the, we call those our champions, all those people you talked about, and that's your sphere of influence, but I like nailing it down to like a, a group of a hundred that you really love on. They're the ones getting yeah. the bread at Christmas time or, the yeah. counter, you know, whatever the case might be. Where are we putting those on your team? Where yeah. would those names go? Those those are at the top of the list. Where I mean, are they going? What system are you putting them into? Oh, is that Follow-Up Boss, Commissions, Inc.? This, this for example, is is Thank the Client. Okay, so they is, you yes. have an internal local company that services that. So we have a company I would recommend nationally that we don't, I don't own this yeah. and don't get any money from this, but it's called the Personal Marketing Company, TPMCO. Cool. So for $13 one time, every person that closes with you gets a little postcard six by nine sent to them every three months for five years. So it's 20 pieces of mail for $13 one time. And the messaging simple, like, Hey, I hope you have a nice spring. Remember to do this, 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 and this. So it's just a kind of a touch. But I think the point is, and like you brought up, we have all these people that know us our whole lives. If we you know, live in the place that uh, we grew up and these people know us, like us, trust us. They know our family, they know we exist, but some of them, a lot of them don't know we're real estate agents, right? It's right. sad.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think it's just, you know, I, I think, again, it is, um, you can't assume that, that people know what you do. And, and as a last thought and tip too is, you know, if you have a buddy who uses another agent or you have a neighbor who lists with someone else, take the high road, wish people well, realize that the, the real estate world does not revolve around you. And I think when you wish people well, when, when you're consistent, you, you, you have a positive attitude, um, you, you stay focused with your marketing, you keep doing like the campaigns you, you describe. Over time, you can build some pretty
0: wonderful things. Yeah. And I
1: think it's hard because again, this is a commission-based business and it's hard if your buddy buys with somebody else or- It, it's, it can be it.
0: painful and really, you should just be angry at yourself.
1: Yeah, you know, most, at the end of the day, it is slow and steady wins, wins the race. Uh, in this industry, whether you are a team leader looking to grow. And again, just remember, bigger is not better. Determine what you want to do. Have a valid uh, value proposition, you know, in your market of what agents want, what they're looking for, and
0: then just work it.
1: Yeah, you have to grind it out. I mean, it is like you've done in your market. It's a ton of hard work. But there's a ton of upside as well. Yep,
0: Absolutely. Before we jumped on this recording, I invited Ryan to come take advantage of our event coming up this summer, the teambuildingsummit.com. In June, we're going to be interviewing top team leaders from across all brokerage brands, all across the United States. And we have the CEOs of Rockerbox, Viral Marketing, Sisu, REI Vault, and uh, Millionaire Mindset, who are going to be speaking and keynoting at the event it's only $497 for the VIP ticket or $297 for general, but it, the VIP ticket includes a ticket to the championship game of the College World Series. So, anyone listening to this, we'd love to see you this summer in Omaha, June 24th through June 26th. I've already bought Ryan a VIP ticket. I didn't charge him for that since he came on the show today. Ryan, if someone has referrals for you or has any follow up questions or wants to give you a shout out on Facebook, what's the best way for people to connect with you?
1: Yeah, you can just go to MN Real Estate Team. Dot com or just Google the Minnesota real estate team at any at, uh, at any point, even on Facebook, too. You can pull me up under Ryan O'Neill um, or the Minnesota real estate team. I really appreciate it, Jeff. You're doing an awesome job. You're doing a great service for the industry, for other team leaders, people aspiring to grow a team like yourself. Um, and I can't thank you enough for the good work you're doing. Oh, that's uh, you're do you're
0: impacting people's lives. And that's important. Ryan, I'm, don't be so nice. I'm coming after you, baby. Dude, that's what, don't that's what life's about. not think I'm not right behind you. Life's too short. <laughs> well, I love it. And I tell all my listeners, my the greatest compliment they could give me is to outsell me. All right, There's no there better go. compliment. Go do what we've talked about today. We're old. We've got people listening to this, I guarantee that are just new into the business. Take what we've talked about and do 10 exit, 100 exit. So many opportunities, you guys, coming down the pipeline for you with technology and the direction everything's going. I'm, I'm excited to be in the business. This is the best time ever in the history of real estate to be in the real estate business. And Ryan, it's been fun to connect. And of course, we'll continue this dialogue. Um, give Ryan a shout out, go out to podcasts, give us a review, we're at 88 reviews on iTunes. We wanna get over 100. Give a shout out to Ryan, give him five stars and tell him something he, you learned about today from the episode. 1,750 deals last year, 400 and almost $500 million in volume team of 150 agents and you heard it from him. His focus is servicing his agent, teaching them how to create value for their clients, servicing the client, loving on the client, all of the right things, Ryan. It was great to talk to you today. Thank you very much. Awesome job, man. Keep up the great work, brother. All right. Sounds good. I'll talk to you soon.